0: Welcome to
1: Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus.
0: Today on Faith at Eight, we are in Daughters of Grace talking
1: about Lydia. Yes. So Lydia is the first convert in Europe. She's actually in Acts um, 16 and she's a businesswoman who heard the gospel and her heart was captured by God of the God of the gospel and the grace that is found in Jesus. So she opened up her home and her heart to Paul and Silas and showed them great hospitality.
0: I love reading about Lydia. She is one of those that I didn't like when I open up the Bible, I'm not, Ooh, let me go look for Lydia. But after you read about her, I again had another moment of like, wow, this is a powerful, like there is no woman in the Bible by mistake, right? Like everything is so intentional. And if you ever are reading about one, um, a woman in the Bible, and you're just like, oh meh, maybe you should go a little bit deeper. (laughs) Like that's what I feel with all these daughters of grace. Um, is really understanding exactly like what is this woman? Teaching me about God through that character? What are they teaching me about myself? This isn't a, just about reading and saying, okay, what is the Bible showing me? Like, spend time in studying. And what I really loved about Lydia is the questions that it made me ask myself. So it says, you know, Lydia was not afraid to be identified with Paul and Silas. So this made me reflect on the question of, am I afraid? to be identified around other Christians? Now you may sit back and be like, oh my gosh, that's really weird question. Of course she's fine being around other Christians. Okay. Well, if I asked myself this five years ago, the answer would be very different. Would I be comfortable around Christians? Then at the beginning of my walk, was I still trying to protect and not offend and and, 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 get clarity on what my path was and what that looked like? Did I enter certain conversations or if I was around certain people that either believed or did not believe the same or similar to me, did I change who I was based on who was I, who I was around? And so just that fact alone made me really reflect on the growth that I've had as a person, the growth that I've had as a Christian, just by identifying who am I when I'm around other Christians and who am I when I'm
1: around people who aren't Christians? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, she has it's interesting. You wouldn't automatically apply the word boldness to Lydia because we think mm. of boldness mm-hmm. as like, I'm going to go put a bunch of like comments I on like Instagram that. and, and things like that. But she did, she had a gentle boldness, which seems like an oxymoron, which to be able to, to open up her home to Paul and Silas and to just use the gifts that God blessed her with to serve the Lord, that is boldness. And I think too often we take the word boldness and we think that means of vocalization, but Mm -hmm. actually it has a lot to do with the way we act and treat others more so than it has to do with the words coming out of our mouths.
0: And with that, she did what she could right? Mm-hmm. So she didn't look out and say, well, when I have, then I will. She did what she could with what she had. And I think that that allows us to reflect too on, are we really doing what we can? Or are we sitting there waiting and saying, well, when my husband, well, when my kids, well, when I feel, when, my, when I have, or are we sitting there saying, what can we do right now with what we have you know, am I truly boldly walking out in my faith? Am I having those conversations or am I just sitting there waiting for something to happen that says, okay, now move in
1: that direction? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, you know, why is my brain just stop working?
0: It's okay. We, we, we get on those, Enemy. those trains. It'll come back. This is where you just cut me off when the, the train is going. And you're like beep beep. Let,
1: you know when the train comes back, or I'll write a note. I can get better at like writing notes as I think of things. Like ah, oh, especially yes. in the Q and I'm like. Shh. But but um, yeah. Continue talking. I'll be back in a second.
0: And I think also too, this lends us to when Lydia was the very first convert in Europe, the reason was because she listened to Paul and Silas. So when we sit back and we say, you know, we don't know the ways that our lives, what we speak, what we do, how we act, how we treat other people, what is, what other people are we affecting? What other people are hearing us or seeing us and makes them go, oh, hang on. Like if that's Christianity, I've got some questions. I want
1: to learn more. Yeah, and um, what I was thinking in my head is, here in this day and age, we get stuck in a comparison trap. Uh And oh, I want to serve God, but I can't serve like they serve. I can't do. Hmm. I don't know if I could do. But He's not asking us to. And Lydia wasn't asked to do. Lydia took the gifts that God had given her, and she she used them for her, or used them for God and to serve God. And if we would each do as Lydia did, and we each took the the unique gifts we've been given and the abilities we've been given, and then we can use and then serve others with those gifts, you know, we could really make so much more progress because by doing that, we're serving the Lord. But so often we are so busy looking at other people and what they do. And I find this really big in the church, really, really big in the church. People will talk, Oh, well I can't sing. So I'm a pro-. you don't have to be on the worship team to worship God. You do not need to be a pastor mm-hmm. to share the world with the word. You do not have to, like, you because there's all these positions inside the church that are very visible. And so everyone thinks like, oh, I have to do one of those. There are so many ways you can serve God within your own abilities and gifts that mm-hmm. that um, really are how you were created to serve. And oftentimes, if you're not finding joy in in church and in serving church, mm-hmm. it's because you're not working in your gifts. You're trying to fit a mold or you're trying to be seen and being seen. It shouldn't be the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal should be serving God. And so are we, are we more focused on the visibility of how we're serving or in that we're serving where God's placed us and in how God's created us. And I think that's a really big thing. Like I remember when I first started serving at church, I served inside the kids classroom, like in kids ministry. Um, and I very quickly realized like, that is not the gift God's given me. I love my own children. But when I'm put in a room of sick, I think it was like 16, four-year-olds, I break out in hives because that's a lot of kids. And That's not my fit. That's just not a good fit. And so like, but, but I felt like, oh, but I, this is where I have to serve because this is where people serve. No, no, that isn't where you have to serve. And, mm-hmm. and I, then moved out to doing kids check in which is a better place for me to serve and now I do online because of covid and um, it, it if when you are truly sitting and what god's giving you you can serve better so if you want to be more like lydia it, or if not even if you, want to be, if you are feeling mm-hmm. like i don't know how to serve god i don't i feel so detached from him i don't know how to do this i don't know how or even oh i can't get my husband to go to church okay what are your gifts and how can you serve your husband with those gifts? Because if mm-hmm. you're serving your husband with those gifts, you are serving the Lord and the Lord will change his heart. If you were serving your children with your, I, I don't, I didn't play with Barbie dolls as a kid. I don't get Barbie dolls. I'm not going to, I just don't, I, I don't really like being outside. So I serve my children, how I um, am built. And, and I'm, I of course make adjustments and do things. And so that is then how we Great memories, that is how I can serve them um, so that I can serve the Lord. I, I don't have to like, I don't like being outside, therefore I don't take them fishing, my husband does. Because mm-hmm. this pale pastiness was not meant to be in the sun for long periods of time, despite <laughs> the fact they live in Florida. So like we need to look at who who God made us to be and serve that way instead of getting so stuck in this trap of, oh, well, I see this Instagram influencer that talks all about Jesus. So I'm gonna do it just like they mm-hmm. do, but you're not them. Right. And you know, I I'm on social media and I
0: see other people and they're they're open with their Christianity in ways that resonate with them. Like they are walking in their Mm -hmm. strengths. And I often think about, okay, you know, am I going forth and portraying my walk as authentically as possible, because mine looks very different from other people's. You're not going to come to my page and see things that you would on many other, you know, Christian Instagram profiles, but that's because I'm different. And because I'm not trying to be like anybody Mm -hmm. else. And I will tell you the conversations that I have with people are so moving because many of them start out with, I didn't know that I could be Christian because of my past, or because of X, Y, or Z, or because I thought it had to look a certain way. And they see the changes that I went through. And because I'm open with my journey in the way that I am, they're connecting and not saying, Well, I did exactly what you did, or I, you know, things aren't exactly my way, but they're seeing it as it doesn't have to look like everybody else. And there's that thing on social media where you start to just be this cookie cutter, you know, like everybody who is quote unquote successful has a certain Instagram curated feed and it has these certain colors and you wear this certain things and we lose our identity, which great podcast on identity that we did. We lose our identity in Christ. And when we sit back and, and, and really think about I love my audience, but I'm doing this for God. Like I have completely surrendered social media, my business and said, how can I walk forth and portray myself as you have created me because it doesn't fit in a mold because you created me to speak to certain people with a certain testimony in a certain way. And I'm so grateful for that. So how can I be a good steward of my social media? How can I speak in a way that I don't know who's going to listen? I don't know who's going to resonate, but God's going to put those people in front of my social media that are going to see that, or they're going to put people in front of faith at a podcast or the YouTube channel because. God
1: has, has that meant for them to hear something in that way. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the question we asked another, like, what is your highest calling? Because that's where Mm -hmm. God is going to use you. Like, Mm -hmm. like we are both Christians who are on social media. You're going to see a lot about being a Christian mother on my page and being Mm -hmm. a Christian homeschooler. Jill and I are both homeschoolers. We're both mothers but our testimony is different. And therefore God uses us in different ways. There's no wrong and right. And, and when we do try to fit this mold, there's a whole bunch of people that you're meant to reach that you're not reaching because you're trying to talk through someone else's voice or speak like someone else that isn't who you are. And you were designed to reach certain people like God back before we even did this back when we were just, uh, young living people. Um, I would say this to people all the time. Why are you trying to post like that person that you're meant to reach different people than them? Well, that's what the gospel you're meant to reach different people. I, I, I strive don't always get perfect, but I strive to reflect God in all that I do. I strive to give all the glory to him in everything I do. And that will look different than how someone else will do it because we are two different people. But I find that there is such power and really see God move when someone just goes and offers what they have to God Mm -hmm. and the way he can magnify it. And not in this prosperity gospel nonsense kind of way, but in a way that like, wow, I had so little and he did so much with it in. It reminds me of the little boy with the loaves and the fish. Like he fed 10,000 with a couple of loaves and a few fish. Well, he can, he can feed 10,000, the word with the little bit that you have when you are faithful to him with it. And so we, we just need to get back to, um, you know, why are we doing something? Are we doing it for likes? Are we doing it for hearts and comments or are we doing it to glorify God? And when we walk in that posture, it just sounds different and it looks Mm -hmm. different. And it, 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 it just makes you feel different. It makes others feel different because it is, it is comes, it does come, it does not come from a point of pride in me. Um, it, it comes from a place of humility in him you know it's really reflecting
0: on that why are we doing things what is our source of motivation and are we going to god first or are we coming from our own human understanding of of what expectations are right am i reacting to what i feel expectations are of others on my social media when i'm posting i'm no longer thinking about ooh what are they going to think if i post about this what if i post about my baptism or my husband's baptism or my children and the Bible study we're doing. I am just out there saying, this is what we're doing. This is my life. And, Whoever is supposed to see what's going on, they're going to be brought along on that journey. And that is when you say, I'm surrendering my social media to God, right? I'm surrendering what my business looks like. I'm going to stop comparing myself to what I think I should be doing and instead ask for that guidance. And what are those opportunities at my feet that I
1: get to say yes to God every single time? Yeah. And it even is things as simple as, because you might be thinking, well, I don't have a big social media following. It's not, it's not, it's I'm surrendering my marriage mm-hmm. Christ. I'm surrendering my children, my family to God. I'm surrendering my friendships and the people he puts puts in front of me. Um, you know, Lydia's life teaches us to use what we have been given for mm-hmm. him. What have you been given? What have you been given? Like everything you've been given. What if you just turned it right back over to him? What yeah. if you just said, I'm going to use everything you've given me for him. My, my husband is very, very, my husband has a passion for fishing. So he's now started like getting together a bunch of Christian men going on fishing trips. Um, and he, and he takes something that he's very passionate about and he uses it as fellowship. What are you passionate about? What are you like? Maybe it's scrapbooking. Do people even still do that? I don't know. Or I know people do like sticker planers. Like, what is it that you're passionate about? I'm passionate about going for coffee. Lately. Mm -hmm. So I've been asking some of my Christian friends for coffee. Um, not Jill because she's been traveling the world, but still, um, we'll get there. There's a French cafe we have to go to. Um, but but what are you what have you been given? Maybe you are in Mm -hmm. a role where you do a lot of travel. Okay, are you giving that time where you're on a plane flying from place to place to glorify God? And we it is our own humanness that makes it puts limits on what we can give him and what he can do with it. But there is nothing too small that you can give to God that he can't do something with, that he can't magnify, that he can't mold and move. And um, we we need to have such faith that we know he can He can do a lot with a little. He can do a, even more with a lot. It doesn't matter what the size or the monetary value or or the time that it is. If you have a pocket of 15 minutes and you have nothing to do, Instead of doing the scroll, what if you were like, how can I use this 15 minutes for for God? And maybe that's Mm -hmm. praying for a friend that you know is in need. Maybe it's texting someone. I I have a a dear friend. I know she's going through a troubling time. And the other day I just woke up and I was like, I'm going to find a Bible verse that aligns with what she's doing, what she's going through right now. I'm going to send it to her. She's not a Mm -hmm. Christian friends. And so I did. And she responded with, I so needed that right now. Not, you know, I'm not Christian. Why are you saying? I so needed that right now. Thank you thank you for saying mm-hmm. exactly what I needed to hear. So there is, there is no, there's nothing too, sm- too small for God to use.
0: And I love in this study that it says, Lydia reminds us to have hearts that are open and ready to hear from the Lord and quick to act in faithfulness and service to him. And one of the things actually in business that I, I yes. uh, learned recently was that your success will be dependent upon how quickly you go from thinking a thought or an idea and actually implementing it. And so when I read this, I think about, okay, how often are we open to hear what the Lord says? And then are we actually acting on it as quickly as we can in order to see what the results are? So it was interesting when I heard that for my business mind, but then I said, wait a minute, this is more important for us to also take into account in our Christian walk, because if we are open to, you know, okay, Lord, tell me, tell me what I need to do, lay those opportunities at my feet and they're late there, but we're not actually acting on it and putting it into, into forward motion. Then what are we doing? We're wasting time. And, you know, we can't have as much success, you know, whatever you want to say with whatever the Lord has given us. If we're not actually acting in that direction.
1: Okay. Okay. Dear heavenly father, Um, we are just in all of who you are and the greatness of, of what you've offered to us, Lord, father, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, um, the blessings that you pour out of us out over us every single day, big and small, and allowing us to see that we can use them for your glory, Lord, we can use all of them to serve you, and to serve you well. Um, Father God, please humble us and allow us to see that there is nothing too small that we can do for you, that you can magnify all we do. If it is just a few moments, if it's if it's um, just a few dollars, if it is just something small that it is not too small for you, Father God, um, humble ourselves. Please help us humble ourselves so we we understand that and we take our eyes and we fix them back on you, Father God. We are so blessed to be in your presence. We are so blessed for all that you do for us, Father, every day. Please, God, um, reveal to us and to just open up our hearts to see how we can serve you and serve you well. Please reveal to us the gifts that you have given us so that we can live out our highest purpose to honor you, Father God. Please help us reflect on our talents and our treasures and our gifts and and the financial means that we've been given and allow us to see them and reflect on, are we using them for you, Father God? Are we using them for that higher purpose that you have given us? Are we using them to share and to, to disciple to others? Are we using them to be able to evangelize and Tell everyone around us the gospel, Father God. Reveal to us those areas where we need to get better at it, Lord. Reveal to us where we need to pull out um, and strip away what the world has told us and to just rely solely on you, Father God. We're so grateful to you and all the blessings that you have put in our lives and all the ways that you're pouring out over us daily. We're so thankful for all that you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Make sure you like, subscribe, give us a review and share with a friend.
1: Thank you so much for being a part of this mission to make heaven crowded.
0: See you later, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.